Welcome to Zichud Avsi, my member of Avram Goldhar, and today we're in Zechus Rosh Hashanah, Dafi Adal, the first barak, Abra Rosh Hashanah. The Zechus Rosh Hashanah has been generally sponsored as a schus for Chayi Bas Esther. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Mishnah stated that Beis Shammai said that the first of Shvat is Rosh Hashanah for trees, whereas Beis Hill said that's on the 15th of Shvat. The Gemara here asks what the reason is that's in Shvat. The answer is based on a statement that Rebbe Lazi said in the name of Ravoshia, Apo Pishu Rov Tukufa B'Machutz. Even though most of the winter season is yet to come, the Rosh Hashanah for trees is still in Shvat, Hobi Yatsu Rov Gishmei Shana, because most of the rain days of the year have already passed. Rashi explains that these rains cause the sap to rise in the trees, and it's this that will cause the new fruits to emerge. Pointing to Hassan and Bryce, there was an incident with Rabbi Akiva, Shaliket Esrog Be'echel B'Shvat, Benog Boshne Isurin, where he picked the fruits of an Esrog tree on the first of Shvat in the third year of the Shemitah cycle, and he subjected it to two ties. He separated Meisr Shani as if it were the second year of the cycle, and he also gave from it Meisr Ani as if it were the third year of the cycle. Meisr Ani was in accordance with Beishama, who hold that Rosh Hashanah trees begins on the first of Shvat, and the Meisr Shani was in accordance with Beishel, who hold that Rosh Hashanah does not begin until the 15th. The Gemara asks if we act in accordance with two Chumras, for it was stated in a Brayse, Olam Halacha Kidibre Beisil. The Lacha always follows the view of Beisil. If one wants to act in accordance with Beisham, he may do so. And if one wishes to act in accordance with Beisil, he may do so. However, one who adopts the Kulas of both is a Russia, and one who adopts the Chumras of both, regarding him the Pasuk states, Vaxil B'choshuk Telech, and the fool goes in darkness. How then can Rabbi Kiva act in accordance with both? The Gemara answers that Rabbi Kiva meant to follow the opinion of Beisil, but was unsure which date Basil held. Therefore, he gave both tithes. And point number three, the Bryson continues, Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda says, that Rabbi Kiva was not subjecting the Esrog to two tithes to act in accordance with both Beishamah and Basil. Rather, he was subjecting it to the practices of Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Leazar due to his uncertainty as to the halacha in their Malchokas. The Gemara brings the relevant mission which states, Esrog echod. And Esrog is similar to a tree in three ways, and to a vegetable in one way. It's similar to a tree in the following three ways in regard to Orla, Ravai, and Shemitah. Rashi explains that just as other trees go basochanata, are assigned the year after which they emerge, so to the Esrog. And it's similar to a vegetable in one way, Shibashasu Kitaso Isuro. Its status regarding Meiser is determined at the time that it's picked. Diva Ramagam Leo, Rabbi says, Esrog Shabali Ion Chodavar. The Esrog is similar to a tree in every respect, even regarding Meiser. According to Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda, Rabbi Kiva was unsure whether to follow the opinion of Rabbi Gamliel and assign the Esrog to the year in which it was picked, which was the third year, or to the view of Rabbi Ezra and assigned to the year it emerged, which was in the second year. He therefore took both Meiser Shani and Meiser Ani. So once again, the three points are number one. The Mishnah said that Beishamai said that the first of Shvat is Rosh Hashanah for trees, whereas Beishilo said that's on the 15th of Shvat. The Gemara here asks, what is the reason that it's in Shvat? And the answer is, Based on a statement that Rebbe Lazar said in the Nimrovoshia, even though most of the winter season is yet to come, the Rosh Hashanah for trees is still in Shvat, because most of the rain days of the year have already passed. Rashi explains that these rains cause the sap to rise in the trees, and it is this that will cause the new fruits to emerge. Point number two is taught in a bright, so there was an incident with Rabbi Kiva, Shaliket Esrog Be'echo B'Shvat, V'nalag Boshne Isurim where he picked the fruits of an Esrog tree on the first of Shvat in the third year of the Shemitah cycle, and he subjected it to two ties. He separated Meisr Shani as if it were the second year of the cycle, and he also gave from it Meisr Ani as if it was the third year of the cycle. Meisr Ani was in accordance with Beishami, who hold that the Rosh Hashanah trees begins on the first of Shvat, and the Meisr Shani was in accordance with Beishil, who hold that the Rosh Hashanah does not begin until the 15th. The Gemara asks if we act in accordance with two Chumras, for it was stated in the Brayse, Lo'olam halacha kediver Halacha always follows 
the view of Basil. If one wants to act in accordance with Beishame, he may do so. And if one wishes to act in accordance with Basilel, he may do so. However, one who adopts the Kulas of both is a Russia, and one who adopts the Chumras of both, regarding him the Pasuk states, Vaxil Bechoshuk Telech, and the fool goes in darkness. How then could Rabbi Kiva act in accordance with both? The right answer is that Rabbi Kiva meant to follow the opinion of Beis Hillel, but wasn't sure which date Beis Hillel held. Therefore, he gave both ties. And point number three, the Bryson continues, Rabbi Yossi Bar Yudah says Rabbi Kiva was not subjecting the Esrog to two ties to act in accordance with both Beis Shem and Beis Hillel. Rather, he was subjecting to the practices of Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yezer due to his uncertainty as to the Allah and their Malchokas. The Gemara brings the relevant mission which states, Esrog echot. And Esrog is similar to a tree, in three ways and to a vegetable in one way. It's similar to a tree in the following three ways in regard to Orla, Ravai, and Shemitah. Rashi explains that just as the other trees go Basar Hanata, are assigned the year after which they emerge, so to the Esrog. And it's similar to a vegetable in one way, Shibashasa Kitaso Isuro. Its status regarding Miser is determined at the time it is picked. Diva Rebbe Gamliel, Rebbe Gazer says, Esrog Shavali'ilan Uchodavar. The Esrog is similar to a tree in every respect, even regarding Miser. According to Rebbe Yossi Bar Yehuda, Rebbe Kiva was unsure whether to follow the opinion of Rebbe Gamliel and assign the Esrog of the year to which it was picked, which was the third year, or to the view of Rebbe Gazer and assign to the year it emerged, which was the second year. He therefore took both Meiser Shani and Meiser Ani. All right, so now we get our Simmer Duff Yadalit, and our standard Simmer is a hand, but we use a juggler to make it more distinct. So here goes. The juggler performing in the freezing cold at the tree's birthday party, juggling Meiser Ani and Meiser Shani Esrogim at the same time, threw three Esrogim up high as the tree, and one down as low as a vegetable. Once again, it's slow motion. The juggler, juggler, that must be more Duff Yadalit hand. The juggler performing in the freezing cold at the tree's birthday party, which reminds us, the Gemara asks what the reason is that the Rosh Hashanah for trees is in Shvat, and answers, based on the same the Rebbe said in the Rebbe that even though most of the winter season is yet to come, the Rosh Hashanah for trees is still in Shvat, because most of the rain days of the year have already passed, and Rosh explains that these rains cause the sap to rise in the trees, and it's this that will cause the new fruits to emerge. So the juggler performing in the freezing cold at the tree's birthday party, juggling Meiser Ani and Meiser Esrogim at the same time, which reminds us that there was an incident with Kiba where he picked the fruits of an Esrog tree on the first of Shvat in the third year of the Shemitah cycle, and he subjected them to two ties. Meiser Ani, in accordance with Beishami, hold that Rosh Hashanah trees begins on the first of Shvat, and Meiser Shani, in accordance with Beishil, hold that Rosh Hashanah does not begin until the 15th. I think more asked if we act in accordance with two Chumras since the Bryce had taught. The one who adopts the chumras of both Beishamah and Beishilel, the Pasuk states, and the fool goes in darkness. So how then could Rabbi Akiva act in accordance with both? The Gemara answers Rabbi Akiva meant to follow the opinion of Beishilel, but was unsure which date Beishilel held. Therefore, he gave both ties. So the juggler performing in the freezing cold at the tree's birthday party, juggling Meiser Ani and Meiser Shani Esrogim, at the same time, threw three Esrogim up, high as the tree, and one down, as low as a vegetable. Which reminds us, Rabbi Yossi Bar Yudah says Rabbi Kiva was subjecting the Esrog to two ties according to the practice of Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Lezer due to his uncertainty as to the halacha in their Malchogs. Rabbi Gamliel said an Esrog is similar to a tree in three ways and to a vegetable in one way. It's similar to a tree in regard to Orla, Ravai, and Shmi in that it goes Basar Hanata and it's similar to a vegetable in one way its status regarding Meister is determined at the time of Akita, at the time that it's picked. Whereas Rabbi Lezer says the Esrog is similar to a tree in every respect even regarding Meiser. According to Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda, Rabbi Kiva was unsure as to whose opinion to follow, so he took both. So once again, the juggler performing in the freezing cold at the tree's birthday party, juggling Meiser Ani and Meiser Shani Esrogim at the same time, threw three Esrogim up high as the tree, 
and one down as low as a vegetable. All right, now it's time for four block back Chazara. Daf Yud. So the Simon Daf Yud is a minion of Yidden. So here it goes. The minion of Batis minion. That must be more than Daf Yud. The minion of Batis who knew that all of fruit on a tree could still be prohibited in the fourth year, which reminds us that the source of the Orla and Revive prohibitions are extended into the fourth and fifth year, is that after saying that the fruit of a tree's first three years is Orla, the Pusik states, Ubashana Haravis, and in the fourth year. And after presenting the fourth year's Revive prohibition, it states, Ubashana Hamishis, and in the fifth year. These connected phrases through the letter Vav connect the fourth year to Orla and the fifth year to Revive. So the minion of botanists who knew the Orla fruit on a tree could still be prohibited in the fourth year planted the new sapling 30 days prior to Rosh Hashanah so that it would take hold and count as one year. Which reminds us, it was taught in Bryce regarding one who plants a tree or bends a vine into the ground or grafts a branch onto an existing tree in the year before Shemitah, 30 days before Rosh Hashanah, when Rosh Hashanah arrives, is considered a full year with regard to Orla. The Gemara suggests that the Bryce which says that it must be a full 30 days before Rosh Hashanah in order to be considered a full year is not in accordance with Rabbi Meir, who said Yom Echa B'Shanah that a single day in a year is legally regarded as a full year. After extensive analysis, the Gemara will conclude that the Brisa is in accordance with Rimer. And when the Torah states that the tree must be planted 30 days before Shoshana, it's Laklita, discussing the period needed for the tree to take hold. So the minion of botanists who knew that oil of fruit on a tree could still be prohibited in the fourth year, planted the new sapling 30 days prior to Shoshana, so that it would take hold and count as one year, right next to their shrubbery sculpture illustrating which historical events occurred. In Nisan versus Tishrei. Which reminds me of the Malkus from Begaz Rabbi Yeshua regarding which month the creation of the world took place in, as well as other historical events. Was it in Nisan or Tishrei? Daf Yudolf. So the similar Daf Yudolf is stars. So here goes. The stars, stars. That must be more in Daf Yudolf. The stars twinkling over the earth that was covered in vegetation and laden with fruit. Which reminds us, with Malkus, when the world was created. Rabbi Yezu says, we know the world was created in Tishrei for the Pusik states, eights pre, when the land is laden with fruits which is Tishri, whereas Rabbi Shua says, we know it's created Nisan for the another Pasuk states, it's Osapri, when the earth has trees producing fruit, which is Nisan. So the stars twinkling over the earth that was covered in vegetation and laden with fruit, and that were named after Tzaddikim that died on the same day they were born, which reminds us that we learned that each one holds the Elvis died in the month that they were born, for it's of Yomer Alem ben Mishana Yom. And he, Moshe, said to them, I'm 120 years old today. So why does the Torah add the word today? To teach the motion meant to say the following, Today my days and years are full. This comes to teach you that Kosh Baruch who sits and makes full the years of Tzaddikim from day to day and from month to month. So the stars twinkling over the earth that was covered in vegetation and laden with fruit and that were named after the Tzaddikim that died on the same day they were born. Nula Mabu was coming when they noticed that Mazakim was coming up in the daytime and missing two stars. Which reminds us, the Malchokas regarding when the Mabul started is based upon the earlier Malchokas regarding when the world was created. The Pusik states that the Mabul began in the 600th year and Noah's life in the second month on the 17th day of the month. Now which month is the second month? According to Rebbe Lezer, since the world was created in Tishrei, the second month is Mar Cheshvan. And according to Rebbe Yeshua, who holds the world was created in Nisan, the second month is Iyar. Both agree that Akash Baruch who brought the Mazal Kima up at that time and took two stars from Kima and brought the Mabul to the world. Dafyid base, so the symbol Dafyid base is 12 brothers. So here it goes. As one brother, one brother of 12? 12 brothers? That must be one Daf Yud base. As one brother played with his remote control boat, 
in a boiling cauldron of hot water, which reminds us that according to Beleza, the change in nature during the Mabul is that they were punished with boiling water since they sinned with a boiling substance, meaning semen, and this is learned from the word Shachacha mentioned by the Mabul, which means subsided, and by Megillus Esther with Machamas Amel Shachacha, the anger of the king cooled down. So, as one of the brothers played with his remote-controlled boat in a boiling cauldron of hot water, his eleven brothers were busy taking miser from their beloved vegetables, which reminds us that Bryson mentioned the Tishrei is Rosh Hashanah for both the Durban of tithing vegetables and for Derisa Maestras. He mentioned Maestra Yark first, since it's Chavitum, because it's the Durbanan. So, as one brother played with his remote-controlled boat in a boiling cauldron of hot water, his eleven brothers were busy taking miser from their beloved vegetables, while standing under a big sign reminding them not to take my sushani in the third and sixth years. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings a source that there's no he of a my sushani in the third and sixth year of the Shemitah cycle, but the Pasuk said shnasa meiser, referring to only one meiser, and not the typical two of my rishon and my sushani. We know that my rishon is always broad, based on a hekish of my rishon to nachala, just as an inheritance has no interruption, so too my rishon has no interruption, but is received by the Levi every year in the Shemitah cycle. Daf Yud Gimel, so the similar Daf Yud Gimel is a Bar Mitzvah boy. So here goes. The Bar Mitzvah boy, Bar Mitzvah boy, that must be on Daf Yud Gimel. The Bar Mitzvah boy excitedly used his new Rabbanan's measurement kit to determine exactly when his plant reached a third of its growth, which reminds us more about a mission that taught the Protestant and olives required tithing from they grow to one-third of their maturity. Rush explains the Protestant refers to grains and grapes. Rabbi Yermi said, Rabbi Zera, they shouldn't cast aspersions on their measurements of their abundance, for call me to Sochom and Kenu. All the measurements of their abundance like that, they're given in exact terms. So the Bar Mitzvah boy excitedly used his new abundance measurement kit to determine exactly when his plant reached a third of its growth, hoping it would last for three years, which reminds us, Gamora seeks a source for the rule. The produce is assigned to a given year based on when it reaches one-third of its maturity. Son and Bryce, Rabbi Yonis and Yonis says, the Pasuk states, I will ordain my bracha for you in the sixth year, and it will make a crop sufficient for the three years. Do not read it as it's written, for the three years, rather read it as though it's written, for a third of the crop. So that the sense of the Pasuk is that produce is considered finished when it's one-third ripe, and it's this moment that determines to which year's crop it should be assigned. So the Bar Mitzvah boy excitedly used his new abundance measurement kit to determine exactly when his plant reached a third of its growth, hoping it would last for three years, and also to check if his kidneys had taken root. Which reminds me, more brings a mission in Shviz that teaches rice, mill, poppy, and sesame, which are all types of kidneys, that took root before Shoshana are tied according to the past year and are permitted on the seventh year. But if they took root after Shoshana, they're forbidden during the seventh year and are tied according to the coming year, since they are harvested a few at a time, resulting in some being picked before Shoshana, and some after the Rabban chose to assign them based on taking root. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.